You're listening to Box Office Bros. Starring Corey Osborne. It's a party every week, baby. Embarrass me in front of Corey. How many of these guys are named Corey? And Chance Oliver. Are you prepared to take that chance? I think you ought to know what our chances are. You had your chance and you blew it. Let's start the show. Now go do that voodoo that you do. Hold on to your butts. Showtime, a-holes. Um, so, uh, my girlfriend's, my girlfriend's probably gonna be mad when I say this, cause she told me not to tell you this, but I was right, so I took some, I took too many, too much, like, melatonin. Yeah. And uh, when you take too much melatonin, like, you're supposed to take, like, three to five grams. I took ten, cause I was, like, was really not doing that well. Oh. Yeah, it was bad. But anyways, so I started having a lot of weird dreams, and I had a dream, and you were in it. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yes, you were in it, yeah. Okay, well, God, what was I doing? Okay, well, no, here's the... Here's like kind of telling you not to take too much melatonin. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well to to kind of like uh, preface everything with (laughs) everything. Okay, first of all, you know, box office bros podcast. I just decided to derail things immediately, but. we have Chance Oliver here, as per oh. usual. We have the Corey Osborne, which is me, so, you know, I'm narcissistic, introducing myself. But we do have Jared here today. Hello, everyone. Good to be on. Thank you yes, for having me. Exactly. He's a resident nerd, good old good old chap, good guy. Yes, but, sir. But uh, to get into this story that my girlfriend really told me not to tell, but I've just decided to tell. <laughs> um, basically, I had a dream, and um, we were all just, like, hanging out, like, kind of oh. like we were hanging out a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. And, um, I said, uh, you know what? You're, you're pretty cool, bro. And mm. then Asia just go, turns around and goes, no, <laughs> Jared is not a bro. Jared is a they, them. And she went all super woke on me. And then me and, like, and I got into this huge argument. And then you were, and then you turned around and you are like, whoa, guy. You're like, you know, that part from Jake and Josh was like, whoa, guys, take it easy. <laughs> like, yeah, you like, that's exactly Exactly what you were doing, like you're like mo- you're kind of like moderating with like Asia. Yeah, yep. like, oh. we're like, so, like Jared is a they them. I love she's that. going ultra woke on me. I, like, I love that love. she defended my my position as a non-binary person in the dream realm. That was so, that's very noble. And of her. it's funny because I woke up and I was like mad at Asia. I'm like she was so embarrassing. I didn't even know. And then I like thought about the dream for a second. I'm like wait. Yeah, that was definitely a dream. I love that. Okay, I love so, that. Full picture here. You take too much melatonin. You and your girlfriend get into an argument about if the word bro is catch-all. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, to, to your defense, I have non-binary folks that are in my life that I refer to as bro or, or dudes. And, no, you know, yeah, it, it's it's been used as a, a gender-neutral all-catch-all. It's not to say bro and not to say dude, but we did it anyway. No, right. To the fact where it doesn't matter. And right. To defend um, my lovely, lovely girlfriend, she told me <laughs> she... Dream Asia is not reality Asia. That is she, true. She was oh, like, was she was like, hey, she's like, no. She goes, I call everybody bro. You're right. <laughs> like, me regardless too. of like who they are or like what they identify as. I, so I wouldn't get mad at you like that in real life when I go, I don't know. What do you? Right? <laughs> yeah. Like, Dream yeah. Asia was very, very like poignant about that. So she pulls up a chair. Is like, tell me more. <laughs> but yeah. Choose your words so, carefully. So I guess the, <laughs> I guess the moral of the story: Do not take too much melatonin, Corey. Because I took five, <laughs> I took five milligrams of it last night, and I was just fine. 
Yeah. As I don't know what I was, I don't know what I was doing. Where I was just like, oh, you know, I want more. I want more sleep. Just knock me out. <laughs> just, just take a Benadryl next time. Hey, old Benadryl. Were you about to say something, Jared? Uh, you know, I was, I was losing my train of thought. There was, it had something to do with me throwing my girlfriend under the bus. So it's probably better that I don't oh, say no, it. Know, on my first, okay. on my first inter- internet appearance, where I get to sub subject people to my voice, and they don't get to do anything about it. <laughs> I, I I will not throw my girlfriend under the bus yet. Yeah, it's, okay. it's okay. Asia Asia lives there at this point. <laughs> so it's, she's just chilling there, and she's like, "Mrs. Fritz, where are you at? Sit down on Main Street." Okay. Um, really so we have, a, we have a <laughs> we have a lovely show, um, you know, set up for y'all today. Basically, we have Godzilla versus on first of all, it was a snowstorm last week. Jeez, stuff was Christ, very was it a yeah. People yeah, people were not, we weren't all that safe. I didn't want chance to drive here all the way from you know bum frick wherever he's at. Uh, I don't know why I censored uh, myself. Podunks for Galen. <laughs> but I but basically I, I like middle school. I was like freaking freaking heck. Freaking freaking heck. Uh, but basically we didn't have an episode last week. That's why. Um so we were talking about more stuff this week, so it'll be fun. We were talking about um the Godzilla versus Kong trailer because and I'm gonna have chance to do the lead on that because yeah. because he loves him some big old um, monsters and all that kind of stuff. Unless it's King of the Monsters, and I don't like it. <laughs> Wait, you mean the game? No. The, like the old arcade game, King no, no, of the Monsters. No, no. You know what I'm talking about, right? No, no, yeah, I know what you're talking about, but I'm sure that was probably better written than Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Oh. Movie, yeah, the newest movie that came out. <laughs> I haven't even seen that movie. I, I had no interest in the Godzilla films until they just unrolled the Godzilla versus Kong, which finally <laughs> means that after decades, Americans are catching on to what has been huge in Japan since before we were born, which is kaiju magic. Just the just utter, and I think utter they got a taste nuttery. I think I get, they got a taste of it with um, Pacific Rim. Yes. And all that kind of stuff. Yes. Because that's, those, those, and there's apparently an anime is coming out on yes. Netflix mm-hmm. for Pacific Rim right now. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's called The Black or something. Like, it's, that's racist. <laughs> 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 it's like Werner Del Toro is just like, what are you going to call it? Ah, the black. <laughs> He's just like, what's the one like black writer in the corner of the room? And then like, like, meanwhile, Tremonte is in the is in the side, and he's just like, "What? Excuse me, Grandma? Like, what, what did he just say?" I'm ninety percent sure it's just called Pacific Rim: The Black. <laughs> Something like that. I'm not even joking. Okay. Um, well, I'm gonna try to make sure. fact check me. Yeah, on that. I'm gonna try to make. I'll, I'll fact check you later. But um, basically, we're gonna talk about that. We're gonna talk about the Wakanda series in development, which really came out of nowhere, which is really cool. Yeah, that was. Pretty stoked for talking about that. We're gonna also chat about WandaVision's episode three and four. I literally watched episode three again this morning just to see because it's the easy thing about it. It's like thirty minutes, so you can mm-hmm. just like watch it real quick. Mm-hmm. So, but we're gonna walk on um, talk about episodes three and four, and then. Matrix 4 supposedly got a title that honestly shouldn't be a surprise to anybody. Um, uh, but anyways, with that, down and out, Chance, you have the okay. war. Start talking about your love of Godzilla and Kong. So Honestly, this... it's a little unhealthy how much you guys love him, <laughs> but you know, it's, we'll, it's, we'll live with it. It's okay. So this trailer, just like what Jared just said, like, it's caused everyone to not give a shit about this movie to being, oh, baby, let's go. Exactly. The memes are out of hand no, right now. No, like, I'm convinced someone just had 
a giant Google Doc saved with thousands of these Kong versus Zilla memes, just like lizard, monkey, <laughs> lizard, <laughs> monkey. Like, like there's like Godzilla, like Godzilla stands and Kong stands are going at it. Like, just, yeah, like it's amazing. Um, so basically, the trailer, um, I. I will hope to God that didn't show all the cool parts of the movie in just a single trailer, but basically, uh, it's like, oh, Godzilla's Godzilla's mad, and you don't know why. Probably because you nuked him like five times in the last two movies. Right. Maybe he'd be a little pissed. <laughs> like, uh... What about Kong Axe? Kong Axe. Kong Axe is the Kong coolest thing. Like, Axe. if Kong Axe doesn't have, like, a dedicated amazing scene where, like, Kong is, like, I don't know, acting like Snake Eyes from G.I. Joe, you know, that cross... Um, platform or, uh, uh, yeah. Wait, like, you mean to tell me King Kong has an axe? Like he wields a weapon. He wields an he he does wield a weapon. That at at one point in that trailer, so, he has he has an axe. So people are theorizing that it's a piece of Godzilla. No, I'm, I'm like ninety percent sure it's like one of the uh, like dorsal, dorsal plates of Godzilla. So basically, when they light up blue when he's about to do his atomic breath, mm-hmm. it's one of those because basically, like there's a scene at the end of the basically the. The base plate of the trailer is like uh, Godzilla shooting his atomic breath at King Kong, and Kong like blocks it with an axe that has the plate on, like you know, just the plate is made out of the axe, and then like he catches it and then bonks King or Godzilla in the head with it. I did see that. Um, uh, there's so many. Like I will say this: I hope there's like another trailer that's more uh, Godzilla centric because this one seems super King Kong centric. Like, it was. How many trailers do you think they're gonna have? Things coming out in March though. At least one right. more, like one more, because they keep, they keep, like I, I love Godzilla just because it's a cool nuclear lizard. How would you fuck it up, <clears throat> Matthew Broderick? <laughs> uh, uh, he's just an actor. Uh, he just shows up and he just starts. Okay, I have he's such. Like, oh, you're here. Oh no! I have such uh, a deep love. Can, if we can detract from this really quick, I have such a deep love from the live-action Godzilla movie starring Matthew Broderick oh. when he walks into a derelict pharmacy picks up a pregnancy stick, dips it in a giant puddle of, of lizard piss of this primordial dinosaur megazord whatever Mega-wana. piss. Mega-wana. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure they say that's a big ass iguana or something yeah. like that. He dips it into a big old pile of piss, a human pregnancy test, and says, oh man, this thing's gonna have babies. It's How crackheaded can you get? How crackheaded can you get? <laughs> Wasn't Danny Trejo in that movie for a minute? Yeah, I I, I don't know if so. that's... I feel like Danny Trejo just like... That might be a Mandela senses, effect for me. <laughs> he senses chaotic movie sets and he just appears. He appears. And then he's like, I'm here. He's like an SCP. He <laughs> just appears. <laughs> it's the reason why he's always on Robert Rodriguez's sets. <laughs> so that's pretty much... He, he doesn't even hire him. He's like, am I paying you? No. I'm just chilling. I'm just here. Who do you want to be? You know, myself. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. No, like, uh, I'm pretty sure that movie, that movie has Hank Azaria in it, too, who plays, like, a bunch of voices on The Simpsons. But, uh, yes, we oh, yeah, 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 I know, I know you're I can't remember about. which, I think he was, like, the mercy. He's Mo, I think, right? Yeah, well, Mo and a bunch of others. Like, I'm pretty sure, like, the only person who's, like, one voice in that show is Lisa. That's about... Really? Yeah, I think Lisa's the only one who just does Lisa. Someone tried to tell me that either Lisa or Bart voices Ash Ketchum. In the English dub, in like most of the early English dubs of Pokemon, and I do not believe them. And they were very the adamant. Sound, too. The, the VO for Bart and Ash sounds similar, but I think they do different people. Okay, I yeah. always assumed so. Uh, yeah, but so yeah, we're all over on these properties. We are all, but, all uh, over. <laughs> but yeah, so like, um, I love 
about another trailer for you. I hope there's another one that shows some like action scenes for Godzilla because Kong got a lot of the good action shots I in this trailer. I agree. I, I, like he bonked Godzilla in the I, face. Mm-hmm, I think here's mm-hmm. my thing though, is that I don't know if I want it to show me a lot more. That's true. That's, that's true. the thing is like I'd rather just chill and just watch it, you know? Because like you know it's coming over to the good old HBO mm-hmm. Max or the theaters if it's a safe one. Maybe. But it's like it just kind of depends. But anyways. It's like one of those deals where I kind of just want the movie to be out. And um, it's the same way that I feel about like all of these kind of movies. It's like, you know, like if they're going to go out on streaming, I just want you to give me a little taste and then just let me watch it. Because if it's going to go out on streaming, like I I don't need that kind of buildup if I have to, if I could just sit down in my apartment and watch this. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. So that's like, so I'm okay. I don't know, like, but, uh, you know, I mean, maybe it's just like a, a sizzle reel. Oh, honestly, because like Godzilla was very portrayed. Because like in the last two, Godzilla's been kind of the hero of the story, mm-hmm. and this one, he's definitely being in this trailer anyway. He's being portrayed as the villain. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, but what did you guys? Okay, well, they're they're. Yeah. I'm assuming you know. Yeah, no, you can. I was gonna say like because he's been he's he's been the hero of humanity. So and there's been a lot of theories, right, Corey? Yes, theories. Uh. A lot of people are just like, Mecha Godzilla, right there, right in the trailer, I saw it. Mecha Godzilla. Yeah, well, here's my thing, because um, uh, here's my thing about that is that Millie Bobby Brown's character is somehow driving. Is she even is Millie Bobby Brown like? A, can she drive? How old is she? She's around fourteen in King of the Monsters. Okay, well, whatever. And stupid I, parents and their stupid family drama. I also, I don't know. I was she dr- was barely in the trailer that just came yeah, out. She, she had, had she had a couple shots where she was like ter- looking terrified at something, and then that was it. Man, I'm driving. Exactly. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and, she, and she was driving, and when she drives, she said, "This isn't um, Godzilla's right behavior." Yeah. Yada yada yada. So and every man. And everybody's like. Yeah, so I guess like Godzilla is just I don't know. He's going. He's hurting people. You is don't he just know like why. is he? Did he not drink his monster or something? <laughs> is he just <laughs> yeah. Is like the world the proverbial drywall that he's just like, punching through? Is he he com- like Aah! he comes out of the water and you hear crawling in my skin. He's all emo. <laughs> yes. The thing is, I could totally see. Dad um, didn't tell me we were getting together this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> he just like. He just kind of goes on. He's like, things haven't been the same since my mom and dad. Like, what? Did they get a divorce? No, just since my mom and dad. <laughs> they love each other and I hate it. Uh, no, like, yeah, it's like, so either guys are really mad or, dude, people, the reason I think this trailer's got people so excited is because, like, they just put on their, like, fan theory boots immediately. Just like, mm-hmm. okay, maybe this is a, a skinned Mega Godzilla. And people are talking about how the Godzilla that he's fighting is actually, like, the one from the last two movies, when he actually died at the end of King of the Monsters, so that, like, either Monarch or the terrorist organization from the stupid last movie uh, pretty much made a mecha Godzilla from the old Godzilla, and the Godzilla that's going to, like, help save the day is, like, a new Godzilla. Or, or, or I think that's a little dumb of a theory, not going to lie. The movie, my, Corey, my, I'm telling you, they're that dumb. No, okay, my, my whole thing about this is that I think that the theory that I should that we should definitely or that I should subscribe to at least or is that I think that Mechagodzilla is a thing here. But what's happening is they have to experiment on actual Godzilla mm-hmm. and then he's kind of there. 
but the Godzilla that's mm-hmm. running muck is Mecha Godzilla. But mm-hmm. they still have Godzilla captured. But mm-hmm. then Godzilla gets broken out by who else? Then Kong and his motherfucking axe. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> and then he and then it gets broken through, mm-hmm. and then he gets broken through. And then you know Batman v Superman style. They're like, come on, let's go. And then, <laughs> so you think the trailer, the trailer is lying to us, where it says one will fall? Yes. Okay. Of course it's lying because of course they have to team up. They, yeah. Like that. Like seriously, you want to see Kong? You you want to see like Godzilla be like? <laughs> and you have to see Kong jump in the same direction with his mm-hmm. Kong axe and be like, Rah! dude. Seriously, it's like I'm a child, right? No, now. like, and the trailer is so fun <laughs> because like. Well, like, you get that one really cool Godzilla part where, like, he breaches, like, a great white shark and, like, Kong's looking over the edge of the boat. And yeah, 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 yeah. And then, like, the, the musical cues in this trailer are so fun with the song. Like, Godzilla's just, like, climbing on the boat and it's like, yeah! And I'm like, just like, fuck yeah! <laughs> and, then, uh, and then, like, Kong is, like, they got, like, an action pose. Like, he looks like he's a... Uh, uh, Henry Cavill in that one like trailer where he's like <laughs> talking to Smith ready to fight and I'm just like yeah oh ass, when, no. in uh, uh, Mission, Mission Impossible, Impossible. Yeah, yeah. yeah when dude, he was, when he cocks his arms yeah. that was, he like he literally I've never seen a dude look like a gun at that point <laughs> right <laughs> like how do you like what and they have the giant monkey doing it what a specimen yeah. like the monkey or Cavill because yes the cat both <laughs> so I will I will declare my bias here um, I have to say that I really hope Kong wins, regardless of who he ends up fighting. Yeah. It was fifty. It was fifty fifty in the box office bros poll on Instagram. Like, it was, was it fifty Kong, fifty um Godzilla? Honestly, I'm siding with you, Jared. Jared, I'm a Kong stan. I, <laughs> but, I I'm a Kong stan only because he's more closely genetically related to me than Godzilla. So by proxy, he's also an American uh, creation. He is also an American creation, which I can appreciate, but I'm actually really surprised because I've not heard a lot of, so like I've always had this quiet underlying appreciation for like the Kaiju stands and and, and I've known a lot through high school and these guys know so much. They, They can tell you about like, the Godzilla shows, like the one time Godzilla played soccer with Mothra, (laughs) you know, like all these wacky ass TV shows from like the seventies and eighties in Japan. There's so many golden clips of just like what they do when Godzilla was a rubber suit. Right. Like it's so amazing. Like, right. Like he takes his atomic breath and uses it to fly backwards. Yeah. (laughs) It's so goofy. And, and, you know, I, I hope two things come of this franchise because I am low key getting more and more hype, especially after seeing the trailer. One, I hope that it doesn't get too Americanized in the sense where everything has to be super dramatic. And there's this huge overarching narrative that doesn't involve the monsters because really i hope that eventually it will shift to that because let's be frank here we want to see monsters blow up yeah. shit you know we want to have fun with that we don't mm-hmm. want to watch people bicker over the politics of how to handle it you know like we don't want a transformers treatment where no, the like, government tries to control the autobots and they are clearly wrong every single time when they try to control the autobots it's like oh boy let's do it again in the next film no like <laughs> i i was thinking like transformers because transformers problem is they're just like we you guys want to see humans no! Yeah, it's like, no! It's like, no. Yeah, it's like, you know, John Turturro really wants to be in the scene. Hey. Hey. Do you guys, you guys want to see Mac Welbig? You want to see Mac Welbig for the no. fifth time? I don't care that he's an inventor. I just want to go home. No, it's so dumb. And that's, 
Uh, give me give me Shia LaBeouf again. Fuck Shia, it. Uh, give me give me manic Shia LaBeouf again dude, for just one see, film. It's funny because he wasn't acting. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> he was actually going crazy. But oh, it's like, what the fuck is well, going on? And, and one one last note I wanted to add on Kong. I I actually was really expecting them to end up fighting King Ghidra oh. instead of instead of uh, Mecha Godzilla. I thought it was gonna be a Mecha. You know, Monster Zero, not Mecha Godzilla, because like, okay, so like in King of the Monsters, there's a post-credit scene of like the stupid terrorist organization with the, I think, the old Lannister is the actor who uh, plays mm-hmm. the plays the dude, but like they buy a severed head from like earlier part of the movie. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, what do you do with that severed head? Mm-hmm. Are we gonna build a giant robot for yep, you? Yeah, right? yeah. Are we gonna, you know? But I mean, like, uh, well, it's interesting because like. Uh, I wonder how any of the other like monsters, because like uh, Rodan is still alive in this like in this continuity. Okay. Mothra got like bopped, but Mothra can just come back in an egg anytime she wants. Right. So it's just like, is, is this going to be like an um, like is is Mothra going to be playing the part of Wonder Woman uh, in Batman v <laughs> Superman? Like that was. It's like, oh yeah, Mothra's just kind of here. Is she with you? I thought she was with you. (laughs) (laughs) And then you just see like... It's just a bunch of (laughs) rar. It's like... (laughs) 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 Can you imagine imagine them having full conversations? (laughs) (laughs) And then you dub it like uh, 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 Japanese to English anime so that they say a ton of things or a ton of syllables are produced and they say like two words. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, all joking and funness aside, uh, I'm really excited for um, this to come out. It's gonna be, I think it's gonna be a really good time I also got in, the, in the living four room. Days. Yeah. Oh, is that right? Yeah, I got delayed four Only days. Four days. I don't know. Four days is such a weird number. I don't know what. Be delayed. I don't know what. Are they trying to get into the next business quarter? No, we don't. We that isn't until March. That's confusing. I wonder it's, why it, they. Oh, well, it's like March. It was March 26. Now it's March 30th. Oh, they the might. The they uh, actually might. If that's the case, they might actually be trying to push into like second quarter of the year. That'd be an interesting way to pad stats. That yeah, be, seriously. That would be weird because the thing is, I get it. They're just trying to count subscribers. Mm-hmm. No, for mm-hmm. sure. But you know, it's one of the news. With that, do y'all have anything else to say about Godzilla versus my, Kong? My only other fan theory would be is just like Godzilla is mad that they built Mecha Godzilla, and mm-hmm. just like I saved you, douchebags. How many times? And you're still building things to fight me. Yep. You know, it's like, that's it. You're all getting spanked. You just got to blame Tywin Lannister. Yeah, Tywin Lannister. <laughs> he's, he's just scheming. It's like, I've got King Ghidorah's head. Look at this alien monster zero head I have. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I do have I do yes. have one last question for, because you guys seem much more versed in, in the Kong Godzilla verse, the Kaiju verse than I am. Is it pronounced King Ghidorah or King Ghidra? That's I think, chances. I think that's, uh, in like... <laughs> If you're a dumb English thinker, it's Ghidorah, and like if you're kind of like a purist of a monster, like kaiju thing, it's Ghidra. It's Ghidra. Yeah, I think if you're a dumb white guy, me, Ghidorah. Ghidorah. <laughs> okay. Ghidorah. Well, here's the thing: I actually had no clue that King Ghidra existed, like in this kaiju verse. Mm-hmm. I just religiously listened to MF Doom for the oh, longest yeah. time and one of his characters, because for those of you who listening who are aware of, but don't listen to MF Doom, this guy created like an MCU style multiverse in rap like 10 years ago. Cause he has multiple names and like pseudonyms mm-hmm. he went under. 
So he has like MF Doom, which is the main villain. He has Victor Vaughn, which is younger self who mm. takes orders from MF Doom. But the one controlling all of them is literally King Ghidra. And he has a whole album where he is rapping from the perspective of King Ghidra, just telling MF Doom or Victor Von Doom Dude, what, the, to, what to do. It's freaking wild. It's nuts. It's <laughs> nuts. So that's the only way that I became aware of King yeah, Ghidra. It's like, I mean, I feel it's like semantics on how you pronounce the Space Dragon's name. Fair but enough. Like, uh, I mean, it's pretty grandiose. I don't, I don't think they decided, like, the, like, I think it's just preference, honestly. Like, yep, uh, yep. You can say it like, like uh, it's like, uh, you know, like someone getting mad that you said Godzilla, not Gojira. Like, not like Gojira, that. huh? Yeah. Like it's just I like that. Gojira. That that rolls off the tongue though. Yeah, it does. Just because, um, although it was like kind of stupid when like uh, the reason it was called Godzilla. Oh, back to Godzilla '98. Just like oh yeah, it's Godzilla. I was like, it's pronounced Gojira. God, these stupid white. People. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's very cultured. But I am very excited for Godzilla or. You know, Godzilla versus Kong. I think it's going to be a good one. I personally don't know if they're even going to declare a winner because I don't know if that would break. I don't know if that break our puny minds. But <laughs> I wonder what they're um, going to do after this. I don't know. Maybe there's a Kong Skull Island series coming. Well, that'd be kind of cool. I kind of yeah. like, like Kong Skull Island. Yeah. I have, I've never watched um, uh, King of the Monsters because I just heard so many bad things, it's, so I just never fun, watched it. But like, like I like I explained before, it's like. Your monster movie, and also family drama you don't care about. Like it's no, for sure. it's very Jurassic Park three. It's very Twister. It's very ah yes, arguing family drama. Yes, like show me monster. Like arguing family drama. They also do. What do you look at that? They also still have a kick their annoying thing from the first uh first the Garth Edwards uh the first legendary Godzilla movie oh, for sure. Where like they'll cut away from the action to see what the humans are up to. I'm just like. Stop doing that. No, for sure. No one likes that. <laughs> well, to get uh, completely into the next topic for you, because we're you know we're trying to make a good old um, you know transition into everything. Oh no, somebody's entering. Oh no, no, no. Somebody's no. entering the apartment. Oh, it's okay. Hi, baby. How you doing? Anyways, um, but we are gonna go into Black Panther helmer. Ryan Coogler stakes his proximity media banner. To five-year exclusive Disney television deal, Wakanda series in the works for Disney Plus. Let me write. Let me read like the first paragraph of this deadline. Exclusive. Exclusive. I wish I could. I wish we could get an exclusive from Disney Plus. Come on, (laughs) hit us up. Anyways, um, the Walt Disney Company has extended (laughs) has extended its relationship with Black Panther director and co-writer Ryan Coogler. Disney has made a five-year overall exclusive television deal with Coogler's Proximity Media, which he runs with Principal Zinzi Coogler, um, Sev Ohanian, sorry if I'm, uh, you know, butchering the names, Ludwig Jorensen, Archie Davis, and Peter Nix. For those of you who don't know, Ludwig Jorensen is a guy who... um, He did the Mandalorian, right? Yes, Mm -hmm. he did the Black Panther soundtrack, or, yeah, he did the Black... He scored uh, the Mandalorian, um, Black Panther... He also did the Creed movies, which are have really good scores with them. And uh, he did Tenet. I yes, just recently found out, which was Tenet. phenomenal. Yeah, I know, and it sound and it's almost like his take on a Hans Zimmer kind of joint. Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah, but 
He, it's um, not loud. It is it, extreme, it's excessively loud. I love Tenet because I, I will, I'm sorry to interrupt from this, but no, I, okay. I will have to admit my bias. I am such a Christopher Nolan fanboy ever oh. since the Dark Knight trilogy. And I've been trying to tell everyone, convince everyone, no, Tenet's good, Tenet's good. You just have to turn on subtitles on the second or third watch there. Come on, come on. You, have to, you, it's, you, can, you can still hear them. You just have to turn it up on the surround sound and, and remix your whole audio setup. <laughs> it's a bit excessive, but I a still little. like Tenet quite a bit. Yes. But, uh, well, that's where it gets. <laughs> dramatic. But another cool thing about Ludwig is that he produced um, Me and My Mama. Uh, Is that right? Awake, uh, yeah, and Awaken My Love and all that really? kind of stuff um, with uh, Childish Gambino and everything like that. No he way. also produced um, This Is America. He's like a huge fan. And you want to know the funniest thing about that? that? He became a huge um, friend of Donald Glover's from Community because he did music for Community. Man, Ludwig <laughs> has kind of been everywhere exactly. and I never became aware of him until The Mandalorian. And it's wild, because. but anyways, really talented guy. Absolutely. But basically, they're, um, you're setting up this deal and Bob Iger uh, basically said that Ryan Coogler is a great storyteller. They want to explore some more things in this world. I'm all for that. A, like a Wakanda series seems really cool. It could even be, you know, Black Panthers through the ages even, mm -hmm. or what's happening in the, like not in the future, but what's happening in current day with Wakanda. Mm -hmm. I am exceptionally stoked for this. And I'm going to like kind of go ahead and give, a, give all three of us some time to shine. But let's start with Jared. What are you kind of, what are you thinking is pretty cool about this prospect? So, so Wakanda, to, I absolutely fell in love with Black Panther when I went and saw it in theaters in 2018. It was my, it is my second favorite MCU movie next to Doctor Strange. And um, my only, the biggest thing that I immediately have to address the elephant in the room, I'm wondering how they're going to treat Chadwick Boseman because he yeah. unfortunately passed away and that broke my heart. And I'm wondering how they're going to handle that in universe, if at all, or if they're going to try and find a way to not address it in that show. But I'm very interested in the opportunity for lore building because I was very interested. Like, this is my first time I ever had a proper conception of Wakanda. You know, anytime yeah. I learned about Black Panther prior to the movie, it was usually in the older Spider-Man comics when he would show up, mm -hmm. you know, and he was like doing stuff in America, but I never really learned much about where he was from. So I'm really interested and invested to see Wakanda at any point in time to see how it works in dynamics with the rest of the world. And I, I am I'm hoping that if not for the entire series, at least some part, we get to see them have more interaction post Black Panther when they set up their embassies across the world and see what they're going to do to contribute further to, you know, this ever expanding global state of the MCU now, you know, whereas like Stark Industries has kind of become more of like the Coca-Cola of the MCU where you just yeah, kind of see Stark sure. products everywhere. I'm curious to see how Wakanda is going to leave their impact on the rest of the world in the universe. No, and uh, and I agree, and I think that it would be I think that would be really interesting to kind of see like piggybacking off of what you were kind of saying with um, how they would treat the elephant in the room of uh, Chadwick Boseman's passing. But I think a great deal of that is going to come from Black Panther two because I don't see Black Panther two coming out um, after this series. Mm -hmm. So Black Panther two is still getting um, filmed. Uh, I, think, I believe later this year, Ryan Coogler is still directing. Hmm. I'm not entirely sure what that script looks like. I would love, like, 
I hate to say that I would love to spoil something for me, but through pure curiosity, I love to read the rewrites of that script. Absolutely. I love to read exactly what's the deal with it because I feel like that would be something very interesting. Do you think Black mm-hmm. Panther's two it's hers still? Like Oh yeah. Okay. It has to. This is um they're writing this series right now. Black Panther right. Two is already written. Right. And it's already right. come like that's and that's kinda of what I'm saying there, but Chance, go ahead and okay, what are you saying about this? They've been hitting shuffle on, well, just because coronavirus, they've been hitting shuffle on everything so many yep. times. I don't know how many times Love and Thunder's been moved. I don't know how many times Multiverse of Madness has been moved. Yep. Um, just, and I, I mean, I, I really hope they change it. I, I still think it's a mistake not to recast T'Challa just because that character is important and the character still has a role to play. Mm-hmm. And I don't think Chadwick would want it that way, in my opinion. Yeah, and I... And, and, and I agree. Like that's that's the thing. Like I I genuinely agree that like um, Chadwick Boseman is an irreplaceable human being. We're never gonna have a talent like him. That is, uh, it's awful that he passed and everything like that. But I personally don't think that. Like I think that they can recast T'Challa. Um, but I'm not really a huge fan of like retroactively just erasing T'Challa from everything. Absolutely. And the thing is, and people are saying like, oh, like people who have pulled that opinion, sometimes they'll be like, oh, well, you just don't want Shuri to be Black Panther or you don't want this. I go, that's, that's ridiculous. Not, no. that's, I go, that's not necessarily it. It's that I, we have been waiting for Black Panther to be a character, to be a, a staple of the MCU. Mm-hmm. He's a staple of the MCU. An unfortunate circumstance right. happened. So why... Take why like take that like you know what I mean. King T'Challa has barely had time in the sun right now. Yeah, yeah. Like and it's one of those deals where like I don't know. I had this weird like idea in my head for Black Panther two, like how I would write Black Panther two, mm-hmm. and how I did it is I basically um, thought of Black Panther two at the story of Black Panther two as like the Godfather two almost, where mm-hmm. you're seeing stuff that T'Chaka was going through as Black Panther, and then he runs concurrent with things that T'Challa's dealing with as king at the same time. Right. And I thought that that, like, that was the script that was in my head, and I was like, that would be so cool. I want them to make that movie someday. Absolutely. Ryan Coogler, please pay me. Like, I'll, 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 I'll write for you. I'll do, something, I'll do whatever. Like, come on, man. I'll make the coffee. Yeah. I swear. <laughs> but it's like, but I always, um, but I feel like we'd be deprived of stories like that mm, yes. if we don't get something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's kind of the way that I, um, that's kind of the way that I see it, that I genuinely believe, because people are talking about like, okay, maybe Michael B. Jordan might come back. And I'm like, okay, that could be cool. But at the same time, he's, I really think... He's pretty dead. I mean, yeah, if we're he, talking... He's like, pretty dead. You have to handle that in a super specific way. Yeah, because yeah. then we're, too, we're then we get in this weird spot outside of the film where we're trying to keep an actually dead person alive, and then we're bringing back a fictitiously dead person back to life. Like this is you know, even like more that's... dicey than like Carrie Fisher and stuff. I was just about to say that. You know, I have full trust that they are going to handle T'Challa much better. But man, the Rise of Skywalker, the many of the many seizures it gave me, the one unfortunate moment of clarity I had in that film was the scenes that they had with Carrie Fisher, but they were just so like, it it was nice that they made an attempt Mm -hmm. to try and include her. But every time she said anything, it just felt like it was this weird standalone line that they just patched together. Exactly. That vaguely works. JJ has never been the best at, you know, providing like the wants or anything, anything of substance in his films. So it's like, yeah, like, like, 
don't get me wrong, a lot of JJ's movies are fun. Like, mm-hmm. I really like Super mm-hmm. 8. I really like um, The Force Awakens, even. But yeah. it's just, like, one of those things where he just... This isn't like, right. Like, oh, wait, never mind. Like, yeah, like, that so, film was just so spiteful. Yeah, <laughs> don't, yeah. don't get me on my political, like, Star Wars train, but, man... I have my grievances with The Last Jedi, but yeah. oh my god, that, that movie was yeah, just that, disrespectful. That movie, that movie was just like, I'm mad. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm mad. I'm um, mad at Ryan Johnson, and I, I hate that guy. I hate him. Right. Like, ruin Johnson. Ruin Johnson. Johnson. Dude, <laughs> it's so ironic because, like, like, J.J. Abrams is culpable, too. Like, The Force Awakens was a good film, but... It left so many questions unanswered that he just kind of shed onto Ryan Johnson yeah, and, and he annoying, did his best to answer them. The annoying thing is that people assume that J.J. knew what he was doing. J. Yeah, no! J.J. has this thing. <laughs> I, I, I specifically remember this. Watching a TED Talk that J.J. Abrams did. Yep. And it's called The Mystery Box. He's like, ooh, this is The Mystery Box. This is my Mystery Box filmmaking. And then the entire time, I wish that like TED was an open forum uh-huh. where somebody could raise their hand and be like, okay, that's nice. But what if you don't answer, like, you never talk about answering the mystery during your TED Talk? <laughs> Seriously. Wait a minute, this isn't a lost AMA. Yeah, and that's, that's exactly the thing with um, that kind of stuff. And, but, like, but like going back into um, Black, Panther. Black Panther and all that stuff, we can't, we can't fall into that, like, more so kind of cynical, more so, like, okay, well, let's deal with reality. Because we need to, like, I don't know, like... We we need to have influences for like for like black boys and black girls to mm-hmm. have out there. We need I think we need King T'Challa to still be there. And I'm like I I really think it's a vicious miscalculation to not recast. Like I think the only way you get away with like having Michael B. Jordan there is like since he was technically king of Wakanda for like an hour, mm-hmm. uh, he, he got to go to the ancestral plane and somehow they switch places. That's he the only way to go to that. He did get a okay. go to the ancestral plan. His thing is, if he lived at the end, say he just went to prison at yeah. the end of Black Panther, which, by the way, that would not be as poignant as an end to his character. No. But no. say he just went to prison. If they gave, um, like, his character, if they gave Killmonger, uh, you know, a redemptive arc, it would be a really poignant one because a lot of, throughout a lot of Black Panther, there is a lot of moments where you're like, you know, he's right. <laughs> yeah, I, so like, I remember watching that film and thinking, like, he's, he he has nothing wrong. I know he'd sooner see me genocided, but man, I get it. <laughs> I get it. Like, you, I was with you all the way until the part where everyone dies. <laughs> right, right. So it's like one of those things where, like, I, I'm really stoked for Black Panther 2. I'm really stoked to see what he does, what Ryan Coogler does. And I have a feeling that he has something, like... I believe in Ryan Coogler and I believe in what he's doing, but like, it's still one of those things where I just don't quite understand how they're going to do this. I know what I want for the Wakanda series. What do you want? It's just M'Baku going about his day. Yep. <laughs> M'Baku I, making breakfast. Yep. Yep. He's from my parents' home island or he's from like the home island that we're on. Um, Is that right? Yeah. We're from, my parents are from Trinidad and Tobago. That's awesome. And, um, oh, why can't I think of his name? He has an egregiously Trinidadian name, which is funny. It was Winston Duke. Yeah, Winston Duke. Winston Duke. It's always very like regal. The names are. Yeah. That's that's how they. That's typically how they'll be there. But yeah, Winston Duke seems like a really good guy. Um, homeboy. Why am I like forgetting every name? Oh, Alex. Alex DeWorth. 
Um, oh, yeah. He met him at Sundance last year. Yes, he did. That was why like, I was so jealous of him. We were going to have him on the podcast when coronavirus hit. Yeah, he like, showed up to like a, a con or like a Comic Con in Iowa. Oh, nice. I think in Council Bluffs, like the same year, That's cool like stuff. in 2018. And I don't oh, remember what held me back from going, but I was so angry that I couldn't go meet Winston Duke because mm-hmm. he was low key one of my favorite parts about Black Panther all oh, the way through. For sure. All the way through. But like, with the world of, with getting into the world of Wakanda, I think that it's ripe for a series. Mm-hmm. I'm really loving what they're doing with WandaVision. So, and I know I'm going to like, I have a feeling I'm going to love Loki even more. And mm-hmm. just because of from that one trailer, mm-hmm. I saw that, I was like, oh goodness, this is, this looks like it's going to be a hell of a yeah, series. We'll probably get more with Wakanda. Like, we'll probably get more with Okoye and Shuri. No, for no. sure. Yeah. I can't remember Lupita Nyong'o's character's name. Nakia. 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 Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is this so, what are they going to do with the love interest that didn't give anything to do now that T'Challa's gone? <laughs> now she's just going to have more to do they, that's not savvy. They, yes. They'll probably uh, Doctor Strange it, where I can't even remember just, his love interest. Yeah, but yeah it's just like, uh, Dude, yeah. I'm so excited for Multiverse of Madness, but we can even so, talk about that in our next topic. That, yeah. that, will bring, that will come up a lot in my contributions on WandaVision. There is some connections to be discussed yes, there. Yes, there, there is. Do you want to segue or do you yeah, want to segue? Let's, segue. So let's segue right into episodes right. three and four. We right. haven't talked about episode three yet here at um, here at the box office. Here at HQ, we haven't yes. um, I was, um, oh my gosh, these two episodes. I really love them. Oh, I yes. can't, like, I really yes. can't, um, like, sugarcoat it. I can't, you know, put a whole, like, analytical thing on my video, like, oh, wow, well, this was wrong, or this was, like, I really just love this show, because it's very bold in what it wants to do, mm-hmm. but it also knows exactly what it is, and I really appreciate that about it. I really appreciate how they kind of made these genuinely funny sitcom episodes, but then they give you peeks into how this isn't right. Yeah. Like, this is definitely not yep. right. And um, with episode three, we see Wanda being pregnant. And uh, basically, everything's a little bit, like, off. She's getting pregnant pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. You know, hilarity ensues. <laughs> you know, like, a lot of a lot of Brady Bunch kind of um, hijinks occurs and whatnot mm-hmm. throughout that episode. Jokes about papayas. Yeah, yes. Uh, that was so charming. We, we love Vision. <laughs> but uh, basically... You get a look at, and this is where I'm going to leave off with my conjecture, and you guys can go there. Like we we leave off at a place where um, Agnes is talking with Herb, and they're saying, you know, Geraldine, she doesn't belong here. Yep. And then um, Herb is like, well, like she's here because we're mm-hmm. all. And then Agnes goes, nope, just shut no, up, Herb. shut up, Herb. You're being dumb. She's like, mm-hmm. no, Herb. Mm-hmm. And then she looks like freaked out though that's the yeah. thing that i didn't expect i expected her to be mad but yeah she looked freaked out which she, really like jig is up. no which like really like kind of resonated with me and then from then on vision just seemed very very uncomfortable to the yep. point where that uncomfort stayed through to the mm-hmm. end of episode mm-hmm. four even yeah so you're just kind of wondering what's going right. on here and either one of you who want to go first what were your first thoughts of like, oh, yeah, so go ahead chance oh, okay. i was gonna say like you can also notice things even before you get to this point like we're like vision's just like wait a minute something's off here mm-hmm. and then she'll just like 
rewind vision and just like, yeah, oh, we're happy. And, and you don't notice right away. That's mm -hmm. what was messing up, messing up my roommate and I. We watched it and they cut it so well that we thought mm -hmm. it was a buffer. And then we had to yeah. look at each other wait, and go, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> no, exactly. It's like she's cutting the. It's like she's cutting the track. Exactly. And <clears> how uh, and getting further into it. I want to see the moments in between those edits because they're mm -hmm, there. Mm -hmm. You know they're there. And um, we got a little bit of that in episode four. Yes, exactly. Because we got what happened with her and Monica, yep. but we didn't get what happened between her and Vision when he did those things. Did she just yep. cut it off immediately? Yeah. Or did she just show like a reset button? Like go back 10 seconds. But here's, but, but yeah. here's my thing. I don't know if that's the truth though. That's true. Like yeah. you still don't know because we're seeing exactly what Darcy and Jimmy Mm -hmm. Gotta love Asian Jim. Anyways, <laughs> um, uh, but uh, we like we only see what Darcy and Jimmy and Sword are seeing pretty much mm -hmm. in those regards. So we're seeing her edits. Yeah, we're not seeing exactly what happened. That's yep. the only time they've given us exactly what happened was the altercation between Monica and uh, Wanda. Yeah. So that's what I am kind of wondering with those edits. So yeah, well, like the fact that I don't know the fact that we get. Ultron name drop for like the first time in like five years. Yeah. Very interesting. I was just like, oh, whoa. Yep. Yeah. I like Ultron. And it was Ultron. interesting because Monica didn't even seem to like know what she was saying yeah, it, was because like, she was, she's assimilated into the simula in simulation. So she's starting to break programming. Yeah. And the second she said that, then Wanda realized that she's like, she doesn't belong there. You and know, she's an anomaly. She just went to like cold dead, I'll murder you guys. And right. I think it's because Wanda broke the simulation too mm -hmm. because she mentioned her brother what yeah. did you say? she mentioned yeah. her brother and then somebody who knew history of yeah. the mcu obviously because she lives in there and mm -hmm. she's like oh he got killed by ultron yep so it's just like and one I, of those things i like this is really interesting i really liked that she was the only one else she was the only other person in the show that was aware of that because in episode four you get uh what's her name she was on the thor research, oh, research no, darcy. darcy and uh agent Wu. they're talking and they're like wait ultron is that real is that in our continuity she says no never which goes to show yeah. like how many mm -hmm. people in the world like actually didn't know about the ultron incident incident besides the avengers mm -hmm. so but um, it also makes sense that monica would know about it yes because she's a part of sword yes so that's like one of the things where you have to kind of think about that so yeah, like episode six, because like then like Wanda just like you know wait a minute. You mean episode four? Or no, no, yeah. So sorry, I was, I was, sorry, I was, I was like, 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 what? Sorry. Did Disney give you codes? Oh, we need yeah. to watch like end the podcast now. We're watching. My fire stick is uh, ascended. No, um, episode three. Uh, uh, episode three. Uh, this one like is like wait a minute. Your name's not Geraldine. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, then we kind of find out what happens. Uh, I also just want to mention, like, uh, I don't know, you just want to like, go like over the beginning of episode four because episode yeah. four is probably my favorite. Uh, Absolutely, four, like, I really, I hate to like take the thunder of talking about the beginning of episode four, but I really want to talk about this. It was the so many chills yes. with the like kind of reverse snap that you see mm -hmm. there, and then you just see like the chaos there, and it's really cool. It's not like the last this time. Yeah, it wasn't far from home. Yeah, you can get mm -hmm. yeah you can get a real juxtaposition between with far from home the blip happens and it's hilarious. People ah, have their two buzz, yeah. <laughs> two buzz in the middle of it. And it's just like make sure it it made what I love about these MCU um, Spider Man movies is they really genuinely remind me of high school. Like yes, and it, yes. And it, and it, and it, 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 it's funny how because um, sometimes 
those reviews get so contrived. Like if you watch like um, Euphoria or if you watch everything like yep. that, yep. they're like these high schoolers that are talking like adults and everything that's just so weird. It's like, hey, what up, slut? <laughs> and they're just like talking like that. And they're like, people don't say that. Yeah. You know, we, like, kids do not talk like no. that. MCUs and they is way more relatable. Yeah, <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. Exactly. So it's like one of those deals where um, uh, I there's the chaos of the hospital and it's like something that should be kind of happy is played for something that's very dramatic. Mm-hmm. There's like this guy who's like, I need to call my wife. Yeah. Where's my wife? And it's just all this crazy stuff. But yeah. And then Monica, so like Monica Rambeau came back. She was snapped. She was sitting in the hospital room. And it's because her mom, Maria Rambeau, had cancer and mm-hmm. sent an operation on it. And it died in the five years previous. Mm-hmm. And like, that's like, uh, that's kind of like some Captain America shit when you find out everyone you know is dead, but it's like right. your mom. Like it's just been five years and cancer mm-hmm. comes back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just like the fact that like she's like back to work in like a week or I guess it was like three weeks after it mm-hmm. happened, she's back to work. Also, that kind of reminded me no wonder Carol is so pissed in Endgame. Seriously. Like mm-hmm. she had like a dead stare at that purple motherfucker. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like. like that's why it's like i would never coming from my like you know my upbringing and everything i'd never be like mad towards any deviance or anything but you know mm-hmm. like thanos he has that deviant gene and i don't like him yep. it's not because mm-hmm. he has the deviant gene yep. but he's a jerk it's because yep. he's a real big jerk yep he is he is <laughs> and if i can add on yes. to that um i so i was really I feel like this dream is kind of getting crushed for me and that's okay because I'm I'm excited and curious to see where this is going because after watching episode four three times now, I'm getting very strong House of M vibes yeah. and, and obviously they're pulling from that pretty hard and I think it is almost, in, I, I am 95% sure that this entire construct is completely controlled and created by Wanda. Mm-hmm. Whereas originally I was under the impression that it might be influenced or created by another villain cough cough really wish it was mephesto um but you know i'm i'm curious to see where it's gonna go from here and i'm very excited to see more episodes like this because oh sorry well the production value is so amazing Mm -hmm. it really does feel like i am watching a mini marvel movie and that's Mm -hmm. fantastic and i know a lot of people are annoyed by it so apparently this is a semi-hot take i really like the uh portrait reorientation constantly mm-hmm. oh, how we how sure. we constantly go from widescreen to small screen yeah, so back the, and the forth and back and forth the 16 by 9 is yes. so good so like, yes because especially you know like when shit's about to happen when like the bars go Whoa. out and you know things i mean you know it's gonna go down and, those and bars the show is too. so well ominous when it yeah. wants to be ominous it's good like shout out to elizabeth olsen for being able to like kind of pull because i i never took her very seriously as a villain in ultron i thought it was kind of goofy it's like this is clearly an american yeah this is clearly an american woman trying to have some like pseudo slavic accent and her and her brother quicksilver that they that they spitefully killed off to spite evan peters (laughs) um i gotta say when she wants to be villainous, she's amazing. No, for she, sure. She gave me chills during her altercation mm-hmm. with Monica when she's very calmly but very clearly You're off her. Yeah, yeah, and she's almost whispering. Like, she has some power I'm to her speech. She yeah, is. yeah. I was looking at that thing. And, <laughs> she's I'm in danger. danger. I'm in danger. <laughs> <laughs> but, and here's, here's my thing about this as well, is that 
I agree that I was kind of like, ooh, is this Mephisto? Is this Nightmare? Is this any of this thing? And I think that Wanda has a huge hand in it, mm-hmm. but I don't necessarily, I'm still not convinced that she went from only doing her hex magic to this within the span of a few weeks. Because this is only a few weeks after. Three weeks after she came yeah. back. Like, this is a few weeks after she came back from Endgame. That is true, and, and so I forget that it. she was snapped. She So yes. she did blip back. Yeah. So this happened significantly before the events of Far From Home, too. Yeah, exactly. So it's like one of those deals where I am kind of, like, I'm, I'm questioning... Because Monica, from her point of view, because mm-hmm. at the end of episode four, she goes, this is Wanda. This is all Wanda. Yep. Now, of course, it's going to be all Wanda throughout yep. her point of view. Mm-hmm. Because she's, but I think that Wanda has been given the keys to her power, basically. I think that okay. she's been kind of, I think she's been, somebody's enlightened her. Mm-hmm. Um, whether that be Agnes, whether that be Ralph. Right. <laughs> like, because mm-hmm. the thing is, is that Agnes always talks about her husband who's off screen all the time. Yep. The thing is, he could be just like those off screen, you know, love interests from mm-hmm. sitcoms. It could be something yep. just like that. But at the same time, it could be something a lot more ominous. Than yep. that. But the thing is, is the only, the only reason why Jimmy Woo is in there in the first place is that they had somebody in witness protection. Yeah. A, a missing person who was in witness protection program. But then when he went in there, nobody remembered the witness. Nobody remembered anything about it there. Yep. So I know that there is something else there. I know Wanda is definitely doing this. She's definitely doing a lot of these things on purpose because mm-hmm. if she wasn't, she wouldn't have done anything to Monica right. or anything like that. But I still think there's something else there. Whether it's Mephisto or not, I'm not sure. Um, but I know something else so, is wrong. I hate to draw the attention to probably the dumbest part of the first Wonder Woman movie. But uh, in my <laughs> mind, this. this is like this is all of Wanda's doing, but like she's never she's not gonna have a come to her senses moment because it's either going to be like Agnes, who's Agnes, by the way, was not identified in the episode four when they're identifying like mm-hmm. Darcy and Jimmy are identifying everyone. Mm-hmm. So she's still like up in the air, but like she's kind of she's unaccounted for on what she's up to. But also, like I kind of draw us like you know, uh, Wanda's Wanda made this world and Wanda's doing it for her own like self. But like she could have maybe come to her senses, but it's either like Agnes is as everyone's just put uh, Agnes as Agatha Harkness at this point. And then uh, maybe Mephisto's all just like push her along a little further down the road. Like she's about to like maybe this is wrong. No, keep going. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, in in the episode five they did like a little um, like little teaser trailer mm-hmm. for it. Um, uh, there, there, or uh, Wanda does one of her glitches, and then Agnes turns around and goes, "Okay, from the top." And then, which, like, basically, uh, I don't know if they're just doing specific edits to make it seem like something's wrong or something's weird, or she's just saying that they're doing stuff out of context, because Marvel edits their trailers really well to do a lot of misdirects. Yep, yep. But at the same time, what if, like, that would basically mean that she's very aware of everything that's happening, Mm -hmm. too. And, I don't know, guys, I have a feeling that there's a lot of stuff going on here that we don't understand, and they're only giving us... They're like kind of trickling out all the information that they want to specifically mm-hmm. give us, Absolutely. which leads me in to the scene of the fourth episode, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And it is the scene when we see it from a different point of view. We, mm-hmm. we see it. We saw the scene in episode three where um, Vision goes back in and says, "Hey, where's Geraldine?" Yep. and all that stuff. But then Wanda turns around, and it is 
that vision. Yep. And all that kind of stuff. It's, Great. It's, it's, that was pretty it was unsettling. Scary. It was yeah. Scary. It was, um, I think Ari Aster would have seen that scene and would have been like, yeah, bravo, oh, bravo. Like, great. Because it was like a little bit of that, like, not that like scary horror, but that horror that like messes with your head a little bit. Right. And it, your ID and like mm-hmm. the, it, the thing that's right in front of you that can still scare it you. It breaks the simulation. It breaks your simulation exactly. in a way. Exactly. It's not an easy juxtaposition. But like a lot. But my question for you two ah. is is this a PTSD kind of thing from Wanda? Or. Is this something where Wanda's just puppeteering a mm-hmm. dead, like a dead vision's body? People talk about weekend at Bernie's way too much. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, Chance, I'll let you answer first. Um, I think, I'm not sure if there's like a limit to how far, like, like Vision can like, with the assistance of Wanda can be alive, but I feel like without her, she like, you won't be able to, like, uh, mm-hmm. She could use vision as a way to get children, possibly. Mm-hmm. Like, because I feel like Wicked and Speed will be will exist outside of. Because I'm assuming this is going to stay a miniseries, just a one-off miniseries. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. If there's like, there's I don't definitely no way a WandaVision season two. Yeah, so like, <laughs> I'm assuming Wicked and Speed will come out of this as you know, full-fledged Young Avengers mm-hmm. soon-ish. So it makes me wonder, like, will Vision also like walk away from this scot-free, like? Mm-hmm. Will he have like a new Mind Stone in his head? Like, mm-hmm. like, like, I guess it makes me think Vision is Vision's almost like been reanimated, and like he can only like you can't cross this line, or you won't be animated anymore. Yeah, like that sort of thing. Yep. So I. My answer to that question is uh, por qué no los dos? Uh, why? <laughs> why? There, I think it is entirely possible that right now within the cons, what, what I'm going to refer to as this town is is the construct. Mm-hmm. Um, I think within the construct, Wanda is trying to compartmentalize with the death of like the only other person she's ever truly loved. Mm-hmm. Because when we think about it, you know, she was gone for five years, but in terms of like. Her perspective, Vision has only been dead for maybe a month. Yeah. Right? After spending so much time with him. And I think that she tries to keep him within, like what Chance said, I think she tries to keep him within the boundaries yeah. of this construct. Otherwise, if he resists it too much, he'll he'll fall apart. Mm-hmm. But I, I have to think that there is some level of him or his consciousness that exists in there because otherwise he wouldn't question it he wouldn't catch on to the weird things that are going on mm-hmm. that's my thinking anyway no, and, that's what I, and, and, and that's where i would agree with too and i think we need to get into the more practical aspects of this too mm-hmm. um her powers were awakened from the mind stone right his 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 consciousness comes. more comes from the Mind Stone mm-hmm. and comes from different things as well. There's a mm-hmm. lot of other th- components to Vision besides the Mind Stone. But at the same time, she could, he could more or less um, be there. And I hate to go back into like trailers and stuff because you know they right. you know they always deflect. They always you can't necessarily count on them. Mm-hmm. But there is a scene in one of those WandaVision trailers where she is trying to create, where she's trying to recreate, or she's trying to get a hold of the Mind Stone. Really, which is crazy. Like it, it, it's crazy that I would even be in a trailer. Which is the reason why I'm kind of like, at least it looked like it. Because the thing is, she's reaching out to something, and then there's like a yellow hue that goes ah. that that's forming something, but you don't necessarily know what it is. Okay, it could just be her recreating everything mm-hmm. in her mind and everything right. like that. That very well could be what it is because she basically 
is wearing like all white. She looks like very like dilapidated and everything like that. Yep, yep, yep. And it seems like she's just kind of creating a reality at that point. So that could be it. Okay. But at the same time, um, something that's very important to recognize is that when Thanos said he destroyed the Infinity Stones, I reduced them. I reduced them to molecules. Mm-hmm. Reduced to atoms. Reduced, reduced to, to atoms. atoms and everything like that. Who could create, or who could possibly create or create an Infinity Stone again? Wanda. I, I actually, and I'm gonna pa- I'm gonna piggyback off of that because that would give a reason for any potential puppeteer villain to exist. They're trying to make it so that within this construct. Wanda can recreate or re-atomize a new mm-hmm. Infinity Stone, so then whoever put her into this state, into this construct, can just pop in, pluck, yep. <laughs> yoink, He's and like, then get on like his way. Pretty much redo what they redo what Thanos did. Exactly. Wanda gives us Colin. Well, and, and another question I have <laughs> is like, <laughs> it, it makes me wonder whether or not this construct has any temporal or time implications, because yeah. if her children are to be physical and actually exist. I mean, that woman full carried a full term pregnancy and gave birth in like what twenty four hours, forty eight hours, yeah, something uh, like that. So, then, so yes. right. So, if those kids actually exist once this construct inevitably falls apart, mm-hmm. that means that within this construct, she has she's basically God. Mm-hmm. She has full control over the chronology of time, mm-hmm. over the movement of space, and over every single consciousness that exists within the construct. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't no, be surprised sure. if things go that buku nuts that she could possibly reanimate Vision, have her own kids, and possibly create a new Mind Stone all in one f- fell swoop. She could just be that powerful. And if she does happen to be... I, I, I'm going to pee myself no, <laughs> by the end of the series. She will be more. Gonna, she will be more OP you're than have to get anyone. That shot back, right? Yeah, yeah. She's going to be so OP. And like uh, the funny thing is, is because like in a world without coronavirus, like this would come out, and then like a week later, Multiverse Madness was supposed to come out. So like, like is like it is like you know, oh man, we have like this all powerful God living inside this little box of yep. the former town formerly known as Westview. Yep, and it's just like at Eastview. <laughs> yeah, okay, honestly, why? And then I saw when I watched that. I fucking when I watched that. Cops, <laughs> when I saw those cops. I just saw Patrick, like from SpongeBob. He's like, oh, he's like, oh no, I think it's we. It's not, it's not, it's not Westview. It's Westview. <laughs> like that's exactly. This show's just gonna end up like. Doctor Strange just like walking in there like with his magic, so he's like unaffected by like the the sitcom magic. He's yeah. Just like, what the fuck? <laughs> yes. Yes. And uh, you know, I am not. So I'm I'm gonna admit a fault of mine. I was never super big on Marvel comics outside of Spider Man up until the MCU started, and oh, then retro, sure. and then retrospectively with each film that I really enjoyed, I'd go back and read them. Um, save for Fantastic Four. I think that was the only one that I happened on by chance, but I don't mm-hmm. even care much for the Fantastic Four. I just like Doom because he's the coolest villain. And please, Darth please. Vader, Darth Vader. And, I'll say it every episode. Darth Vader of Marvel. So he, cool. he is. He, he is a 
Darth Vader of Marvel. He's and, fantastic. And if there is anyone on the internet that has any pull at Disney that ever listens to this someday, for the love of God, let me see God Emperor Doom on screen someday <laughs> before I die. I'm begging you. Dude, but, that would be the coolest thing. That would be such... That would be the... That'd be the coolest of end games. Because the point, the thing What's is, with, the, with the kid, like, <laughs> you can be like, oh yeah, he's wrong. But with Doom, you're like, eh, eh, yeah, you Doom know, is like, supposed to. God, you know what? That should probably be better. Yeah, existence. yeah, and he's, you know, in, in in the interpretations that I understand, you know, not looking back at like the old '60s cartoons, he is just an incredibly smart and tortured guy who mm-hmm. lost everything, happened to get powers, go back to his homeland, and I know in the '60s TV show and a lot of the comics he like comes back and becomes a tyrannical ruler but mm-hmm. in the more uh modern iterations he's usually like a benevolent leader to i forget the name of the state in which he comes from Bavaria. yeah yes yes and you know he's looked at as like a benefactor to them he's just, he's the protector and mm-hmm. i can really get down with like the impartial kind of villainous man in the same way that I'm down with with Wanda. I think we're starting to like be reminded that she started out as a villain and she doesn't have like this perfect upstanding moral compass like Captain America did or Captain Marvel, you know? And you know, he's also more likable because now as an adult, Reed Richards is an asshole. Reed Richards is a douchebag. Reed Richards is a douchebag no, and I cannot true. stand that's him. Uh, and if you guys have ever read Marvel's Marvel Zombies, he's the whole reason the multi-universe apocalypse happened because he had to open a portal to another dimension full of fucking super-powered zombies. Dude, I, fucking hate you. Dude, I here's, here's my thing. That, um, you know, Sue Storm, she chose Raw. Yeah. Honestly, mm-hmm. she chose Raw. She she should have got she she just like she just wanted that elastic. Expand and grow. I feel like it would be way too flexible at that point. Uh, I don't know. Okay. I don't know anything about. I don't, I don't know anything about. Not, okay. I, I'm, so I'm, it's like you know. Uh, excuse my depravity, but now I'm now I'm like wondering how those engagements between Mister and Mrs. Fantastic would look. You just see Mister Fantastic air with this giant like rub <laughs> like rubber band. Genital, oh, no. <laughs> like, like she just goes invisible whenever really they. My mom to to this I, I, I I'm gonna send this to my my family and my girlfriend both wanted to hear this. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. This is nothing new for you. It's like it's like you know Marvel. It's like it's like the Marvel the Marvel Dark Label, very very dark label. <laughs> but it's like a Johnny Storm and Ben Grimm are the best parts. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, uh, the basically I'm just like really really like just horrendously excited for where the series. WandaVision opens up a large and yeah, and yes. the thing is, it really um, forces things to become a lot more comic booky yes. and make it makes things uh, be able to like kind of get to a place where things can expand in ways that we never, you know, you know, were able to get into beforehand. And something mm-hmm. really cool about that. Speaking of the Fantastic Four, at one point, um, uh, Sword Agent dude. Who the like main sword guy, which I he's sketch. He's yeah. In he in the show sus. you're talking about the yeah. the head director. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm director. I'm skeptical of him. He's way too friendly. Yeah, he's exactly. way too friendly. He's way too nice. Oh. You know, he randomly like he started like mansplaining to Darcy, even though she already knew what he was talking. about. Oh yeah, she was talking um, about CMBR, and she's like, oh, which is? He's like, relic radiation left behind by the Big Bang. 
Like, shut up, dude. He's like, yeah, I owned you, woman. She's so flex. She doesn't have her annoying intern for the dark world. Just like leave her alone. She just wants coffee. I'm pretty sure she. I'm pretty sure she had a relationship with that intern. They like. Yeah, I think they're like. They ended up like making out at the end of that movie. That god awful movie. But. Goodness, but basically, yeah, he seems pretty sketched. I, I, because I have a feeling that he is very threatened by Monica coming back. I have a feeling that he doesn't want to do things. But anyways, he's talking about the astronaut program. Yeah, I think that they're talking about the Fantastic Four. I personally think they are. So because they're like they're like some of them blipped out in space. Some of them we weren't able to find them. And then I'm like, I think that he thinks that they blipped out of mm-hmm. space, but oh. they just stayed in space. Oh, damn. Oh. Yeah, no, so, so, oh, so that's how shit. you think. So you think that by the introduction of S.H.I.E.L.D., which, by the way, I had no clue existed until my roommate, who is hardcore on the comics, explained. Sword? sword, oh, yeah, yes, no, yes, it's yes. Okay. I Well, I didn't, I didn't realize that, like, there was sword, S.H.I.E.L.D., and then there's armor, too. Yeah, and then he just. hammer as well. They love their acronyms. Yeah, and <laughs> I, you know, he, he was like, okay, so because he saw the sword symbol in the first episode mm-hmm. and he's like okay so shield does everything on earth sword is in deep space and i'm like wait a second so you mean <laughs> these guys are like hundreds of thousands of light years away just listening to earth he's like probably and then you know we find out that uh they're like based on earth which makes me really excited because that opens up a whole new can for multiverse of madness for mm-hmm. spider-man 3 mm-hmm. and the introduction like i just cannot well, side note i cannot wait for bully mcguire to come back i want him, <laughs> i want him to be spider-man 3 like snapping around with the black suit being all emo and angry the, <laughs> no, the, oh. there's so many there's so many edits of him in this in in the mcu where people like oh. patch in toby mcguire oh, yeah. spider-man oh, <laughs> and, and uh uh, there was a patch in an endgame when they're like on the final fight <laughs> and and instead of tom holland spider-man like laying on the ground captain marvel comes down and bully mcguire comes through uh comes through a doctor strange portal and she's like hey peter parker you got something for me he's like i had to beat an old lady with a stick for this and gives her a can of soup <laughs> Um, like, please give me that in Spider-Man There's Marie. another one where she's like, you got something for me, Peter Parker? He's like, I'll give you a rent when you fix my damn door! There's, a, there's also one where like, he's spinning Captain America. The edit is super well done on the one where he's like spinning Thor's hammer. Mm. Yeah, it's a Captain America. Dude, That's hilarious. Bully McGuire is, we stand Bully McGuire. But yes. Here's also, it's just like, um, like I don't know. WandaVision is so vast that we have to talk about everything in the Marvel Cinematic Universe well, yeah, like, because it affects literally everything. Well, yes, but what I want to talk, or sorry, sorry Chance, <laughs> with what I wanted to get into is like, what is your kind of multiverse of madness kind of connection that you were kind of talking about? How have you already mentioned it? Or? Well, so my thinking is it was crucial that we're not focusing on S.H.I.E.L.D. anymore. Yeah. And that we're focusing on S.W.O.R.D. because yeah. they're going to handle anything that is dimensional or temporal or kind of paradoxical in the oh, yeah. in the MCU. And I'm thinking with Multiverse of Madness, I think that in here, this is just me guesstimating, I think that the world may incidentally become more aware of the wizards. I, I don't know what the proper term of like- Sorcerers. The sorcerers, sorcerers. yeah. So they, I think they may, or I shouldn't say the world, but maybe the sword, shield, and armor will probably become a more aware of the sorcerers on going ons because they're going to- accidentally open some kind of rift or a rift is going to get open that strange mm-hmm. is going to have to patch up 
And I think that's going to be in relation to Spider-Man 3, if they're not directly related mm -hmm. in multiple ways, because Doctor Strange is supposed to show up in Spider-Man 3 mm -hmm. and Peter Parker is supposed to show up in Multiverse of Madness, vice versa. So I'm thinking that with this S.H.I.E.L.D. can opening, they're mm -hmm. going to be doing a lot more multidimensional stuff, maybe a bit more temporal and like time travel stuff, like what they established mm -hmm. in Endgame. They're going to be they're going to be dabbling in that, not diddling, I hate that word. <laughs> um, and I think that I think Corey's onto something when saying that it's possible that the Fantastic Four, now that they're the rights are owned by Disney, mm -hmm. that they're going to get introduced post blip. Like they're going to be mm -hmm. up on that space station and it's thought that they were dead, but in all reality, they got hit with that cosmic wave mm -hmm. and have been recuperating and learning their powers and, and yeah. stuff up mm -hmm. in space. But I don't know how that would necessarily explain Doom because he got his powers, at least by most iterations, at the same time. Yeah, and like the thing is, there's that, and there's also precedent of Doom not necessarily being a part of all that. Where there is precedent of him growing up, growing up in Latveria, his his mom um, selling her her soul to the devil or Mephisto, mm -hmm. and then him trying to basically get back his mom through science, becoming the smartest person possible, mm -hmm. becoming the best sorcerer possible. Mm -hmm. There is precedent of him kind of going across that path mm -hmm. and at the same time as he grows up and he meets um, like Reed in college they could still kind of play it like that I agree where they, where they like meet in a college and then they kind of span off that way they do the original then, yes, the original exactly. iteration I think and, that'd yeah. be a lot and better I think that'd be a lot better and the thing is I think it would be a lot more fresh yes than, and a lot more happenstancey than a lot of the other iterations they've had through the actual um, movies that have come out already I agree so I personally think like that's how I understand I'm the guy who's like, oh, I write screenplays. That's how I would that's how I would write it. And that would be really that would be really clean because then Doom could be um or Victor could be kind of portrayed as the sort of semi-villain, the same way Loki was in, in in phase one, where like we thought he was the big bad guy when really he was just responding to a middleman for Thanos. Like I think it's entirely possible that Doom could incidentally be a middleman for Mephisto. I am holding on mm -hmm. so hard to Mephisto being like the, the Thanos of the new Dude, the new so sequence because cool he's not even the devil that's the best part it's of that. it's the like, I, that's what i learned like, it's he's like not even the devil the two he's just most, a guy messing with people yeah it's supposed <laughs> to be like there there is a god and a devil that exists in the mcu but it's like the one above all and the one below all yes but doesn't I'm pretty sure in the newest comic book iteration of the Hulk, he like eats the one below all and right, gains his, his powers, powers or his powers come from him. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, it's nuts. Like it, no, it's crazy. Sure. And I think that side note, I think if the MCU ever decides to like wrap up in its entirety, mm -hmm. they got to do the one below all and the one above all. They just got to go full send it like absolute Dragon Ball Z power scaling. Everybody's got oh, Super God. Saiyan God, Super Saiyan powers. They're just gonna <laughs> Ultra Instinct everywhere. It's gonna be nuts by that point. The Ultimate Battle song is just yeah. But I, you know, back to the sequence that we're on. I'm really hoping that it's Mephisto. That like he's basically Loki, but better and not as stupid. <laughs> like, I, like I love Loki, but he acts like an idiot. No, I, I love Loki too, but I get annoyed with how he kind of got taken out in um, Infinity War because it was he knew like he knew like Thanos like. He is an ant. He got used Thanos as a prop. Is a, Thanos, Thanos is a stone. Yeah. Like, he got used as a prop to show how powerful which, Thanos was at the beginning of the film. Which really isn't that great for his character personally. No. I think he's like, 
But I'm really excited, at least, that they're going to have the Loki series. And yeah. I think it's going to be cool because it's going to be, like, I have a friend who's, like, the biggest Loki stan. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, like, uh, cosplay as Loki, all this stuff. That's awesome. They're, they're amazing. Um, shout out to you, Hannah, if you're, you know, around listening. <laughs> but, um, but they, I remember they were, like, kind of disappointed by how, like, Loki was treated. But I really think Loki is going to get his time in the sun, if it will. I agree. Through um, the newest series coming mm-hmm. out. I'm really stoked about that. I wouldn't be surprised if in Love and Thunder, I mean, if it's if it's is attached to this new sequence of what we're we're getting a feel for. Mm-hmm. I mean, hell, Thor and the Guardians could accidentally just slip through a time rift and then mm-hmm. end up on Asgard again, and then take that whatever Loki escaped in Endgame with them. You know, they mm-hmm. could do they could do all different types of stuff. They've they've opened an entire universe where it's still fun. And, you know, continuity is kind of preserved, but with Endgame and time travel, they pretty much, like, exonerated, Disney exonerated themselves of any responsibility to, like, yeah, yeah, we don't want to try, like, we all know Rob Downey Jr. is probably going to pop back in at least once or twice, Uh, Cap's probably going to pop in once or twice again throughout the sequence, you know, as long as that time travel is available, they're going to be plucking people from other dimensions because yeah. i think i think that's how the time travel is supposed to work is like it's the multi-dimension it's like theory the dragon ball time travel rules or like you go yeah back in time, it's an alternate reality. exactly not, not in, not your reality, right so. and then you have to like travel specifically no, sure. right back to the spot mm-hmm. you traveled from in order to replace yourself in the universe you kind you came from exactly which i can appreciate and um god i really just hope if that's the case in multiverse of madness i really want to at least another little snippet of tilda swinton yeah. because i adore tilda swinton in that in that role That's, as sorcerer supreme that is um asian eyes like she's we're watching through or she's watching through a lot of the movies for the first time and that's our next movie it's doctor strange and i'm super excited for it it's a good because one because i love doctor it's a good strange. one a lot of people kind of sleep on it i think that they could have gone a little farther with it in my opinion but I think it's a really great movie. I'm really excited for Sam Raimi to take the reins. That's going to be nuts. It's going to be it's going to be crazy. It's going to be bonkers. But the cool thing there is, have you guys seen any of like the set photos from like Thor: Love and Thunder? Yes. No, I have not. So, so, I have so, not. Basically, so there is so basically there is Star Lord. Oh, how exciting! And, like he just Star Lord and um, you know Thor looking uh-huh. all look all extra and yeah, like I think Sean Gunn's in there too. Yeah, okay, semi spoilers for the listeners, Thor is not uh is 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 not pudgy anymore. Yeah, it looks like not, he's, he's super he's shredded again. So uh, he is, boring. He's big, but I, not that kind. You, you yeah, know, he, a lot of people disliked him doing that in Endgame because they were just like, oh it's just a cheap joke. But I don't know. i I liked his character that yeah, way. It felt not. a lot more realistic. For our endgame review, if you guys want to link back to that from a while ago, um, I remember mentioning this. Yeah, it's gosh, it's crazy how time goes by. But anyways, um, as somebody who has a very good uh, reference point of it, when you are feeling depressed, sometimes it is way too easy to drink beer and eat poorly. Way too much. Absolutely. Very, very big. So it is kind of realistic, you Uh know? If you had the chance to not or to save half of humanity and your like pride <laughs> got in the way of it yep. and you have to like say your one liner and that's what made that's what pretty much killed half of the universe um yeah i would be a little bit peeved too like people go around blaming um blaming star lord about it mm-hmm. but like you know thor has a lot more to blame than absolutely kind of well. absolutely 
And not only that, Thor could have, I mean, if in Infinity War, in an alternate take where Thor did aim for the head, didn't bother with saying anything and gave Thanos the endgame treatment where the second he got the strike, pulls his pulls Stormbreaker back out, just whoop! Yeah. No, they still have all the stones. Yeah. They would still have all the stones that belong in their universe and they would be, well, okay, I think that opened a whole other can of worms, but at least they could use a time stone to bring yeah, Vision so back like, to life to, yeah. you know, they basically undo. They still have stuff to do, but like, yeah. It would be it would be possible that at the end, then they'd be smart enough to wise up and think, okay, now we have to destroy the stones. Yeah, no, for sure. And like, uh, I feel like instead of just like pushing Stormbreaker deeper into his chest, just like take it out and just, just you know one chop his arm off or two chops that off. Exactly, exactly. Because he's not gonna what that's that's the one thing that my girlfriend Sadie and I always get caught up on when we watch that and when we watch Infinity War and Endgame is like the power scaling seems so odd because don't me wrong Thanos seems like a pretty powerful dude but he went toe-to-toe -to -toe with Hulk in the beginning mm -hmm. sequence of Infinity War like it was nothing just fist fought this dude mm -hmm. and what I, I was always telling her like no it's because he has the stones but I, I was he wearing the gauntlet in that he fist was, fight he wasn't, he wasn't using it. but he, he wasn't had, he had the power stone yeah and he had point. he had but the power stone and he had another stone he's as well eternal. he is an eternal that's one thing that you have to like is that right there's the eternals and the deviants he has he's an eternal technically he has a deviant gene which basically means that he looks a little different he doesn't look like a human person because weren't but the titan wasn't the titan race like basically human yeah, looking like because basically they had like the they had the celestials and then the celestials created the eternals mm. and then in those creations um when he passed down a few generations because um i think his name is Dados or something like that mm -hmm. like his dad was an eternal normal looking dude but his son happened to get the deviant gene okay and so thanos comes from eternal deviant bloodlines okay they are exceptionally powerful okay so, he's so strong, i he's the strongest of the strong guys so, okay but the thing is, okay. is you have to understand is he um like he is the survivor of a lot of calamity and everything and he was the strongest of them all so right. he's one of the stronger eternals and everything mm -hmm. like that so technically yeah so he's I, I don't i don't really like i feel like he could go toe to toe with hulk um, okay in a fist fight. so is he sort of like uh peter quill in that sense was peter quill like uh the the offspring of a he was the offspring he, of a yes. celestial he's right? the offspring, offspring of a celestial but, but his, power his power came his power came and went with mm -hmm. it, it basically his power depended on whether ego was there or not okay so ego's okay. not there so technically he doesn't have any power right he's just a regular he's old just a regular guy. kind of dude interesting uh so then i also wonder um what was the other question i had asked oh this is something that you gentlemen might be more aware of than I was because I was trying to explain Celestials and Eternals to the best mm -hmm. of my ability to my girlfriend. And then she asks where Dormammu falls, if he uh, is a Celestial or not. Because... No, he's just a... Uh, Dormammu is a realm, pretty much. That's is he a realm? That's, that's, he's, he's an interdimensional being. He's an inter yeah, okay. He's an interdimensional being, but he's also... In, in, by himself, yep. he is a realm as well. Mm -hmm. like the realm of Dormammu is, is synonymous with Dormammu as a being, okay. which is kind of, okay. which is very trippy, but it's really cool. Like he, okay. he exists in an outside bubble of like mm -hmm. the creation of like the Marvel universe. For sure. And that's what I was, uh, the only reason I wondered is because, you know, in 
Uh, and I mean, you've seen Doctor Strange, of course, and I'm gonna whisper this so Asia doesn't hear. Uh, we find out that the Sorceress Supreme is drawing her power from Dormammu, which yes. made me think that they're, you know, after seeing Guardians 2, that there's a potential way that one could tether themselves to the power of a Celestial, which made me think that, you know, he could just mm -hmm. be a malevolent Celestial. But that's crazier to me to think and much more heady to think that he is just a domain, that he's yeah, just a like, space and a being. Like, yeah, it's, it, it's a little wild because I believe, um, I might be wrong, like, there might be some, like, um, you know, sweaty dude getting, who's gonna get really mad at exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. probably gonna be like, no, Bree, you're wrong! <laughs> but I believe he made some kind of, a, a, funny enough, he made a bargain in order to be like, I'll just be off here doing my own thing, mm. and you can be off here doing your own thing, and yep. I won't mess with you. Yep. So he just got given the that kind of way to have a mm. realm and whatnot. But okay. of course, he's a skeevy mother. So he yep, you know, yep. decides to have followers and you yep. know, people who decide to literally die and then yep. be absorbed into himself. Yep. And Miles Mickelson. Yes. Exactly. Okay. What a and wasted <laughs> he, he was kind of a wasted villain which which in hindsight makes me a little sad like he's mm -hmm. anything i ever see him in mads mickelson you have my heart he's so always good. he's so good he's gonna but... be grindelwald now he's gonna be grindelwald yeah because um johnny depp had like really bad personal problems he got so they're like bye Maybe yeah I, wait, it, it. yeah i was gonna say wait is johnny <laughs> depp like still canceled after the amber heard thing like we wait. bounced there like everyone hated him and then amber heard happened and then everyone was like oh no we love him and then i heard that people still like don't like him they're or just trying to... both extremely problematic people but here's the reason why i think he got taken out of the um he got taken out fantastic of the fantastic or fantastic beast mm -hmm. he had a trial um against one of the tabloids in England. Okay. And he had a trial against, basically, he was like, um, it's libel. Like, this is libel. They, they yeah. wrote all this terrible stuff about yeah. me. But in court, a jury and a judge was convinced that without a shadow of a doubt, mm. the allegations against Am from, from Amber Heard was true. Really? So... Mm. I take that with what you will, or take okay. that with um, whatever notion you have there. Okay. But since it was in a court of law, that's where Warner Brothers was like, okay, well, you messed up. You're the one who brought this to court. Right. So now we're taking you out of there. Yeah, that's unfortunate. I, I'm curious. I, I, I wish Mads Mikkelsen the best in that endeavor. Uh, I will say that I went to see um, Crimes of Grind Grindelwald in theaters, and oh, I fell asleep. What a movie. What <laughs> I a, fell asleep. Hans is lucky, because now he gets to, uh, is that, uh, who is that? That stupid twist at Oop. the end, too. I, I, I Dumbledore and the Fantastic Beasts? Uh, uh I, Law. Yeah. Yes. I mean, hey, if I got that hand with Jude Law, yeah. Another yeah. handsome man. I, I do I do love Jude Law and he was actually a surprisingly uh, wonderful contribution to Captain Marvel for me. Oh no, I thought the thing is I I just, wish, I just <laughs> wish that they like expanded on his character. That's my only thing about um, um Captain Marvel. I just mm -hmm. wish they expanded so much more. So many people's problems with that movie is like, oh no, a woman who's well, and, powerful. No. Yeah, and but, like the that's thing so is that's my issue. my issue isn't that with the movie. My issue with the movie is that it has a really good story. They really just need yeah. to buy into that story and execute it correctly. Right. But, you know, and, you know, in hindsight, in hindsight, uh, you know, I at first, you know, this is about three years ago now when I first figured that they are like, going to put Captain Marvel in the MCU. Mm -hmm. That's when I was, like, way anal about 
power scaling because mm-hmm. I also just felt jaded by like the complete disregard for rules in the Star Wars universe that was going on and what was oh, inevitably sure. to come. So, but I was actually thinking about this just last night. I mean, it's perfectly fine that we have kind of an OP character that just comes in out of nowhere. For God's sakes, it's a comic book universe. Mm-hmm. But it makes a lot more sense now that she was just not on Earth for most of the time. She was so powerful that she realized like, we got enough people here. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go like into the cosmos and help these other Stop planets that need genocide. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah. Who's, but who's gonna be more powerful, Adam Warlock or Captain Marvel? Uh, That's one thing that I'm like. Mm, they're gonna because the thing is they're gonna have some heavy, heavy, heavy hitters. Apparently, like I think um, Kevin Feige said that uh, Adam, like a uh, Richard Rider, Adam mm-hmm. on movies. So like, there's gonna be a lot of. Big oh, level Nova. cosmic or Nova. Well, I say Adam Nova, but yeah, similar names. But uh, not really. Uh, <laughs> but basically, wow. Wow. Um, wow. Speaking of wow, Owen Wilson um, looks like a funny character in the Loki series. But um, <laughs> wait, he's in there. Yeah, he is. I'm sold. I know it's okay. I'm yeah, sold. It's gonna be awesome. <laughs> Owen but, Wilson is the living tribunal. <laughs> he is. He yes. Is. Yes. It, he's just all of them. All of them show up, and it's like. Um, next thing you know, more it's, like, it's like it's the staff of the living tribunal. And next thing you know, he's like, Wow, that's mine. Like, wow. <laughs> it's, like it's like it's like Jeff Goldblum in uh Ragnarok, like, he oh, kind of didn't belong there, but you still love him anyway, like, dude. Like, every face of uh, the living tribunal is the same, except it's Owen Wilson, but the nose is different on every single one. <laughs> but basically, what I was getting at is they're gonna have no, but they're gonna have a lot of um, like you know, terrestrial, crazy, cool, awesome characters. Yes. A lot of people who are going to be able to fight toe-to-toe with Captain Marvel mm-hmm. and a lot of people who can, like, do stuff with that. And I think that's going to be exciting I mean, to see like, some more. Because I think it helps with that power scaling. When Captain yes. Marvel can still be on top, but you still have people below that are kind right. of in the same place. Right. You have people who can fight around, see if they, say they, you know, decide to do a Civil War two, which I hope they don't do. No, because nah. uh, Civil War 2 sucked. Yeah. But, you know, it's just one of those. I, mean, I think your top three strongest Avengers, like, in whatever order you want, are Wanda, Thor, and Carol. Like, those yep. three are the top three. Yep. Yeah. And then Hulk's, like, probably, Hulk and Doctor Strange are probably, like, around four. Because Doctor Strange would have. Here's my thing about Hulk, though, is, like, he's so, got, he's, he, he has some discount, bro. As if Hulk was a mutant, he would be an Omega level mutant. And the reason why is because his power has no limits. Mm-hmm. He has no limits to how angry he gets. Yep. So he can just push through. If he wanted to, he could just jump from planet to planet, punch it, and just punch through the planet, get more angry, and destroy the planet. He could do that multiple times if he really wanted to. My and God. that's one thing that you have to think about. And, I, and that's just a theoretical You're thing. You're one shot about it. Like, that's, like, <laughs> that's my theoretical thing in my head because the whole, like, um, because um, Hickman did... Uh, really, really good man called Powers of Art. Dude, have you read um, um, House of X yet? I know I gave you the comic book. Did you give me? Yeah, yeah I read it. You oh, no, it. yeah, you did give it back. But anyways, um, didn't you love how he, like, categorized mm-hmm. um, Omega-level mutants? Yeah, pretty much. Like, nobody had, everybody had, like, mentioned Omega-level mutants, mm-hmm. but nobody, like, actually went deep into what they what it actually means to be an Omega-level mutant okay. until Jonathan Hickman did. Because he basically said, like, you have no, like, you have no limit to your power, um, everything's up there. So basically, like, Franklin Richards was, for instance, Omega-level mutant. He oh, okay. has reality warping abilities. Mm-hmm. He's an excessively OP. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it's funny because, you know, Dr. Doom is arguably a better dad to him than um, uh, Reed Richards. <laughs> but anyway, so it's just like a lot of things are there, but it's just crazy because he had oh, part of the reason why he is a dangerous unit is because his reality warping is um, like on a level to where uh, celest like celestials have said that he is as powerful as them. And it's like, wow. Crazy. Well, didn't he do a thing where, like, you know, he's so powerful, he's just like, you know what, I'm not a mutant anymore. I just have these powers. Like, isn't that a thing now? That is a thing that he has like, done. Yeah. And it's just like, and one thing he, um, a crazy thing that he did in the comic, in the comic books, which is really sketchy in my opinion, but, you know, it's either here nor there. He uh, revived his miscarried little sister. Oh. Which is, because, like, apparently the trauma of his mom mm-hmm. telling him that his little sister that he's supposed to die like set him off she didn't know that he had abilities and he thought her into existence which is just that's nuts which is like wanda vision level which is like the thing is is like wanda all that kind of stuff he's more powerful than her technically in those regards too like her reality his reality warping is on a you know, if you want to go off Doctor Strange, hitherto yeah. undreamt of. Yeah, <laughs> hitherto undreamt of. Did you just say hitherto undreamt of? Did you just lean on the cosmos or like oh, what the cauldron God. of cosmos? <laughs> but with I, that down and out with our big old sweaty Marvel. So are we talking about WandaVision episode four? So yeah, I was like, gonna say. Like, I, the thing is, we are. I think we already said what we needed to say anyway. Jimmy Woo, greatest character development. Learning the card trick. Yes, he did. Yes, yes. He did learn it, and that's fantastic. We love that for him. We love like. I'm so it's glad like, that Asian Jim is getting his. For those of you who don't know, I'm not being like a racist person by saying Asian Jim, but <laughs> if you guys have seen, there's this really probably the one of the best cold opens of The Office is where. Um, Dwight or Jim and Pam convinced Dwight that Jim has been Asian this whole time. <laughs> like pictures of Jim, yeah. like, of, of, of this Asian guy with uh, like their family. She, he's like, no, no, this isn't Jim. Like Asian Jim gives Pam a kiss. Even it goes that yep, far. Yep. It Wasn't it the same actor? Too? Yes, it is the same actor. Yes, so that's yes. why I always call him Asian, Asian Jim and whatever he's in. It's like yes. a gaslighting was taken to an absurd degree. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah, he's um, like, you know, you know, Jim is a little harmful. Everybody, so everyone just pretends he's Paul, uh, John Krasinski. He's a, he's, a, he's a villain. He's, he's maybe he has more in common with Reed Richard than we think. You know, <laughs> even like, though I don't know, I don't know if they're gonna pick him to be to be Mr. Fantastic. Yeah, because he's likable. I know we can't have that. I know that's what the internet wants, but I'm like, you know, he may be a little too likable for that. You know what's funny though is like Reed Richards is probably Patrick Wilson. I'm sorry, uh, Reed I think it should be him. Reed Richards is as much or even more problematic than Hank Pym is, mm-hmm. and they didn't, they decided to go out of the way to make Hank Pym just a mentor to uh, Scott Lang, but yeah. they're not going to do that to Hank, uh, to uh, Reed Richards. Mm-hmm. The thing about Reed, like, the thing about Reed, too, is that he's just so incredibly dismissive. He's a liar. If people have issues or had issues with Tony Stark and how he treated the people around him, as mm-hmm. far as Ultron goes, and not being 
the most honest with a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're going to have a heyday with Reed. Yep. Reed is going yep. to cause so many more problems. Well, especially with like Tony in the comics. Tony is an asshole in the Tony, comics. Yeah, they, and they, he's not nearly as bad as Reed still. Yeah, and they didn't, I, I noticed in hindsight, they didn't lean in, they only implied Tony's alcoholism. Mm-hmm. In, in the film, like in, 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 yes, exactly, and he he's hitting the sauce constantly. That dude is always drunk, but he's still like mm-hmm. incre- like the, one of the smartest dudes on the planet, and can you know fuck mm-hmm. around, make a nuclear reactor like while hammered off of Jack. Mm-hmm. But Reed Richards, you know, in, in my head is just always represented. What if you had a Tony Stark that had no people skills? Yeah. That that only cared for his work and looked down on people that didn't match his intellect or his achievements, you know. Mm-hmm. And and I think that'll be a lot more interesting of a character to see posthumously from from uh, Tony. Stopping, I'm sure stopping Thanos. I'm sure. I hope so too, because sure, you know. I'm not sure to bully everybody. Because like, yeah. it's just so funny what every time. Tom Holland. Yeah, be nice to Tom Holland. I love how she just sees everything with vision. And she looks over at Banner and she's like, why did you do this? Yes. And then she's like, you should have Why didn't you align the neurons syncretically? Well, it's like, uh, because we didn't think of it. Like, and she's like, of course. It was a big genocide robot on the loose. We were kind of stressed. <laughs> it's like, we needed sure Because the thing is, Maybe if Shuri made vision, there would be a failsafe if somebody were to take the mice and right. rip it out of this Right. Like, goodness. Goodness. I was yeah. reading something about, um, what's the gentleman? God, I always forget his name. What's the gentleman that plays vision? Uh, what's Paul, Paul, Paul Bettany. Yes, Paul Bettany. Paul Bettany is the longest standing um, actor besides... Uh, was it the besides uh, RDJ to yeah. to be in oh, yeah, all the Marvel he was films? And all that kind yep, of stuff. and now he's officially surpassed him. And he has like two lines in the first Avengers movie. I know, he's right? Playing like... playing as Jarvis, exactly. But he no. now, as of now, with yeah, WandaVision, he he has surpassed RDJ. He is the he is the longest standing so actor. First, first one to be in all three decades. Of the yes, MCU. yes. Ayo, ayo. But with that. Being we talked about, about that. All. We got way out of yes. it's, it's okay. The thing is, is that it makes sense. You're there for the journey. Speaking like, of yeah. of speaking of uh, Vision being resurrected. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Resurrected. <laughs> so apparently, so they're here. Let me get y'all in for our last topic. Let me tell you a quick little story. There's a basically there was a uh, hairdresser at the set for the set for Matrix 4 it's supposed to come out um, um, this December I doubt it's going to yeah. but um, it's supposed to come out this December um, Matrix 4 shot you know whole entire cast new cast is back everybody's there you know you know it's all good and dandy but they got a she got a jacket from Lana Wachowski mm-hmm. and everything there and then it had like you know like custom made all this stuff, and it said Matrix Resurrections. And then she said, "Oh, it was great working on Matrix Resurrections." And then Warner Brothers was like, "We swear the name hasn't been titled yet." I <laughs> but, like so. So apparently, that's the title of the next Matrix movie. Um, this doesn't have to be like a terribly long topic or anything like that because we're already getting a little over but the thing is yeah is that the deal with the um like matrix resurrections and all that kind of stuff with if neo's back it's kind of obvious what they're kind of getting into so what yeah. do you all think <laughs> uh resurrections is probably the most scapegoat subtitle of any hollywood movie 
I've ever heard. It and really I really not. So so I don't know how much we know about who's working on the film currently. Do we know if it's the Wachowskis helming it? Oh yeah. Entirely. It's, um not it's only one of the Wachowskis. I think it's only Lana. I need to check okay. and see. Okay. Um Matrix Four. I'm gonna go I'm gonna IMDB this ish. For sure. So I, I Yes, Lana Wachowski is um the only one like only one of the siblings are directing it right now. For no, sure. So, fair warning to anyone who has not seen The Matrix but has any interest in seeing any or all three of the films. Mm-hmm. Um, Neo physically died mm-hmm. in the third film. Whoa. And I will be, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Keanu Reeves, up until John Wick, all he was known for was, whoa, whoa. <laughs> and, you know, I love Keanu Reeves. I, I, if we're going to make another Matrix film, it has to have Neo in it. My thinking would be that maybe Neo still exists like as a program. He's in the cloud now. Yeah, he's in the cloud. He still exists in the Matrix because we have all these, we had so many sentient beings exist in the Matrix that were just programs. They were constructs created by the machine. And I, and I wouldn't be surprised if we see a Matrix 4 if it's based off of the comics because unknown fact about me, I'm actually a low-key gigantic Matrix stan. And in the comics, originally, after the death of Neo, there was an agreement. Uh, there was an agreement after the War of Zion between the humans and the machines that there would be at least ten. There would be ten years of peace, so that the humans would be allowed to expand to wherever they want. They are allowed to wake up anyone that accepts it, and they just basically leave the machines alone. And the machines left them alone. Um, it gets more dicey later on, but basically there is like this that. <clears throat> I hope that they build on that and try and make it so that a we're more realistic because the matrix has been disproven a thousand times that like humans don't put off enough energy for us to be batteries for a whole Mm -hmm. you know network of of robots so i'd be curious to see more of zion expanding and trying to heal the earth after the great mechanical apocalypse no for sure and that might be part of the resurrections or we might just get more Agent Smiths and Dum Dum, you know, like, Neo Jesus type stuff. We get the cast here. We have Priyanka Chopra, um, Nick Jonas's wife. Not, that's, no. not that, that's not her like importance, but it's just if anybody is like, uh, I guess, like loves the Jonas Brothers. Better. <laughs> yeah, if you've seen her, oh, but man. she's also in like Quantico. She's a really good actress. I think she's really good in whatever she's in. But okay. anyways, uh, Keanu Reeves is here. Neil Patrick Harris, um, Jonathan Groff. Um, really? He's, uh, you know, back, back. back. Yeah, that's true. And he's also homeboy from Frozen. What's, what's his name? Uh, that would Frozen? be Kristoff. Kristoff, yeah. No, no, Kristoff no. and Frozen is Jonathan. Uh, you said Frozen, I said Frozen. Uh, <laughs> no, that was Samuel Jackson. I am going to My name is in danger. But Kyrian Moss is back as Trinity. Okay. Jessica Henwick from, uh, from uh, where do I know that name from? Right now, she's she's from um, Iron Fist. That, uh, yeah, she's from Iron Fist. Anyways, uh, um, okay. Uh, Jada Pickett Smith is back as Niobe. This is what I'm really excited for, and I kind of hope he's the lead in the film. Is Yaya Abdul Mateen the second? And if you don't know who he is, he is um, Black Manta. From Aquaman. oh yes, and if you've seen, I'm gonna need a bigger helmet. And the thing is, if you, I do not, I am not in the business of uh, spoiling Watchmen, the HBO series. <laughs> so just watch HBO series, the HBO series, because he's fantastic in it, or Watchmen, because he's 
So mm-hmm. such a talented guy. He's supposed to be in the Candyman reboot too, but I, that got yeah. delayed because of Rona. You know, all, everything is so delayed because of that then there Rona. Yeah. But um, with that said, Resurrections. Everybody's coming back. I'm kind of excited. I'm kind of like crossing my fingers, hoping that, you know, this is actually good because I have, as much as I love all three Matrix movies, I have huge issues with the second and third one. Yes. The first one's perfect in my opinion. Same. But like the second and third one, I have a lot of like logic issues and I have a lot of just like world, like sometimes they don't really, and it almost seems like they have contempt for their own world that they built. And I'm just yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I really uh, hope yeah. that if they, you know, if this isn't just some campy cash grab, which I'm optimistically saying it's not, I'm willing to bet that they will probably take a lot more elements from the Animatrix, mm-hmm. which I think did an exceptional job, like world building onto how we ended up with the Matrix in the first place. No, for um, sure. And I'm really hoping that they might do some parallel storytelling where they go back a little, where we actually get to see on screen, like the world prior to the Matrix, and then we get to see them trying to potentially rebuild i don't know the world is pretty fucked in the matrix so i don't know if it there's is. like i don't know if there's any like wally kind of ending where they find a plant and everything's better right they <laughs> might just have to like try and figure wow. out hey we let's work with the machine so we can just escape the planet because <laughs> we gotta go no for sure but with that being said no i'm ending the vibe is it, is, so is it enshrined in like the constitution of this country that Every Matrix sequel has to be subtitled with an R. Yes, so it's it's required at this point. Wait, Wait, Matrix, Matrix required. Matrix required. Required. I would have taken Requiem or something Matrix like that, but it's required by a ton of AT and T executives. Matrix. <laughs> Matrix rights reserved. <laughs> no, but uh, I feel like Matrix is kind of like sucked in that hole that like uh, the Jurassic Park franchise and the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise oh, has. Oh like, yeah. The first one really good, but loved mm-hmm. by all, and then the rest of them are just like up to debate on if people hate them or love them. Yeah. 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 I, I concur. I concur. We'll see. We'll oh, to see yes. how it goes. We will indeed see. Sorry that I feel like I'm just like the guy ending things off. Yeah. It's just that people seem people seem to. Be like, wow, I love podcasts, but sometimes they get too dang long. I was going to say, we've been on for almost two hours now. Hey, we... But here's the thing, you know, we had a lot of stuff to talk about. Jared, thank you again for being on. You thank you for having me. You can come on whenever you like. Thank you, Just thank let you. let me know, and then we can get that done. And we and we need to get more guests on. We haven't had a ton of guests since COVID. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's just been kind of a deal. But regardless of that, um, thank you all for listening. Um you can find me at you know Osborne in the cabin at G or at you know at, as, uh, at Osborne in the cabin on Twitter. Chance is C Oliver or or Jared if they want to follow you on Twitter. Uh, if you want to follow my depravity online, you can find me on Twitter at, at Super Duper Jared with an O, not an E, because I'm a special little boy. And I, I you'll find me on that handle at pretty much any other social media that exists. Yes, so. Thank you all for listening and Box Office Bros. Thank you for listening to Box Office Bros. Oh, gee, thanks, Dad. You can listen to the podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher. Podcasts are great. Radio's boring. Have a great day. And see you next time. If I'm not back in five minutes, just wait longer. And now for my next impression... 
Jesse Owens. Peace out. Later, Tater. End of story. Bye-bye. See you later.